Welcome back everybody to Divinely Growing, where we stand on five principles. God, love, family, the church, and the freedom to worship. Today you're here with Sage and Papa D. Whoop, whoop. And today we want to be discussing, what are we discussing today, Papa D? Well, you get some questions about uh, the seals um, with the first church. Like how do it, when I made the claim that no one can convince me otherwise, that the that in the first seal of Revelation, um, where it says, And behold, I, a white horse, and he sat on it, had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And the writer on the white horse, uh, uh, people would talk about that is the Antichrist, mm-hmm. deceiving the nations. And... To me, as I, I say, there's no way is this the Antichrist in seal one because God doesn't give crowns to those that have fallen. He gives crowns to those that are chosen. Okay. Um, so I think that brings up the first question, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. What do you define crown as? Well, there's actually, in Scripture, it mentions about five crowns. Okay. Okay. There, there's a crown of uh, righteousness, and that can be found in Second Timothy four eight. Okay. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that love His appearing. And we see a incorruptible crown, First Corinthians nine twenty five, and every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. So the people that fell away, they're they're not getting the crown from Christ. Okay, they're trying to attain a corruptible, but we are incorruptible. Then there's the crown of life, which is a part of the second church. Uh, and I, I, I relate so much to that second church, it's uncanny. Um, but the crown of life, it, if we look at... Um, James 1, 2, yeah. Yeah, uh, James 1, uh, 12, verse 12. Oh, Blessed is the man that endures temptation... For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And we also see in Revelation 2.10, Fear none of those things that thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Okay. So again, we see... God is rewarding his flock. He's rewarding the crown of glory. And I believe that this crown of glory mm-hmm. is linked to the crown that, is being, that has been given to the people at this moment in seal one. Okay. Okay? So you, that's what you're defining as the crown that's being given. Exactly. In 1 Peter 5.2, feed the flock of God which is among you 
So again, this is First Peter five two. Mm-hmm. First Peter, verse chapter five, verses two through four. Uh-huh. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being ex- examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. And that, this crown of glory is for his flock. He's talking about the flock. So this one here, where it says the, and I saw him behold a white horse. There is no doubt that these horses are things that we have authority over. If you were on the horse, you have authority over the horse. That horse is broken. Mm-hmm. And if the crown was given to just give authority, then why even have a rider? Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so you may ask, then what does the horse represent, right? Yeah, sure. The horse. The horse we can see back here in chapter four. This is this is something big that I found out. Is that in the King James version, it talks about the four beasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And around the throne were, um, I'm sorry, I'll just go right to the, right to the meat of it. Okay. Chapter seven, uh, sorry, chapter four, verse seven, in Revelations, and the first beast was like a lion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we see here in Peter. I think it's first Peter. Yep. First Peter. Verse eight. Uh chapter five, verse eight. First Peter. Chapter five, verse eight. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary adversary, the devil. You want to read that? Sure. <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Right here? Uh, the version, yeah. Um, so, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom? Go ahead. Is yeah, that yeah, you go. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So we see again a mention of Satan as a as a lion, right? Uh-huh. There is only one true lion. Mm-hmm. Do you hear who that is? God. That's it. It is Jesus. And the the kicker that really sold for me that this was the correct, the best translation mm-hmm. uh, for for this was the beast because this is what God does to the beast he's in chapter 4 verse 10 I'm sorry hold on that's okay yeah so I think that's interesting so we're trying to define 
not only what the uh, crown is, but the yeah. lion. And with the, and it says here, in the four beasts, I'm sorry, chapter four, verse eight in Revelations, and the four beasts, each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Man. Hmm. Okay, so we see these beasts. They don't rest. Mm-hmm. That's a punishment. And we see the same thing play out when Jesus was tempted on uh, the mountain in the desert. In the desert, yeah. And, and uh, I, I wish I had the verse with me right now, but I don't. Uh, but he says something as this. You shall not challenge. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should go check that out. Are you going to help me find that? Oh, sorry, I apologize there. So, so as, we're, as we're going through here, uh, we see that, that also what's going on in the first seal the writer was given a bow no arrows yeah okay the only thing that can conquer without arrows is the word of God that can conquer the arrows that when when we put the armor of God on right, mm-hmm. it deflects all the arrows of, of, of the devil yeah right. this guy has no arrow he just carries a bow and when I went in and started to uh, define what, what a bow is, mm-hmm. and I mentioned this in, in the other podcast, a bow is a symbol of authority. So why, again, would God give someone a crown to represent his authority when the bow also represents authority and the sitting on the horse represents authority? Mm-hmm. And to go out conquering, conquering, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you conquer without? You can, the only thing it conquers without the, the, in this physical realm is mm-hmm. the word of the Lord. Yeah, and I think that when you're talking about the 40 days and 40 nights, we're looking at that Matthew 4, right? Yes. Somewhere in between 1 to 11. It's correct. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, then the devil took him to the uh, holy city, set him on the pinnacle, said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot on a stone. And what do we see? God says, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him upon the exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. And what does Christ say to him? You shall worship the Lord your God and uh, him only you shall serve. So these beasts are being punished. Mm -hmm. And... They're seeing, 
through seeing things being played out, the first beast, the fallen angels, mm-hmm. you know, especially the, the Lucifer, he's, he's broken. He's being ridden on. And who's writing him? Who conquered? Jesus conquered. Who, who, when Jesus conquered uh, Lucifer, the mm-hmm. fallen angels, he gave us the authority after he left. To, to conquer Lucifer? Yeah, to, to, we have the authority over the fallen angels here. We have the power. Now, we is limited, right, in the sense of we with God. That's right. Okay. I, I think it's an important definition. It you is. Know, we, we don't have power ourselves, but if we, you, we defer to the Holy Spirit inside of us, in which is God inside of us, mm-hmm. and God has power over everything. Correct. Okay. I, I agree with that. Okay. So that's, to me, that is the most important part of the reason why these seven seals mm-hmm. are about God's promise to the church to protect them. Right? Yeah. Uh, and as he's protecting, we will we will gather as one. We will root out in our in our memberships, in, in our um, fellowships. Those who are there to to sway us from becoming one body. Okay? Mm-hmm. But these people will be exposed by God and they will be removed by Him. We don't have to do a removal from them because God's going to expose them. And once the devil's exposed, he's out. Yeah, so they will remove themselves once God points it out because He knows the hearts of every man. And if you want to know the heart of the person sitting next to you, all you do is ask. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, is this person safe? Do you know their heart? Mm. Does this person love you? He let me know because if he loves you, then I know he'll love me. And we see a lot of this in the, in the um, letters to the churches. These warnings, these choices. Okay, so to me, these letters of uh, that we find to the churches, he gives us both consequences. And after he talks about the consequences. Now you have to sort them out. God's got to sort his people out. Remove them. Right? Remove, uh, remove the, the lamb from the goats. Right? The mm. sheep from the goats. So let's, let's circle back to the Revelation verse about that you first started with. Okay. And I saw and behold a white horse. And he that sat, had him, had, he, he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Conquering and to conquer. What does that mean? That means the body of Christ is breathing that word out there. And I have it perfect. Was it in uh, James? It may be. We're going to uh, pause for a second and uh, take quick, uh, get a quick drink, and we'll be right back with the Violin Growing.
So we're back, everybody. So now that um, we've gone into this a little bit, we sort of want to recap and you know go through some discussion because I'm not fully you know on on the same page, and I want to talk it through and figure out you know the interpretation and what exactly he's been revealed to him and what exactly I'm having you know questions about, maybe skepticism, and just trying to figure out you know the real truth. So uh, we just. We would love for you guys to, you know, comment on social media about it. Tell us what you found revealed to you and, you know, just listen with an open heart and open mind. And uh, that's all we're asking. Just be respectful. Um, so basically, to recap, we're in Revelation. Uh, do you have the verse that we're focused on? Yeah, it says... Uh, chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 2 and I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on it him, on, <clears throat> and he that sat on him oh that's interesting and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer so hmm. the, the, and the, the crown that I was talking about in this is the glory of God mm-hmm and that, can, that crown is given to all of the saints. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I haven't been able to finish up with the letters mm-hmm. to the churches. Yeah. As I mentioned before, there's two choices. God gives you gives both. Uh, you don't even have to discern it. He gives you both uh, consequences, positive and negative. Real quick, before you get into two choices, right. you're making the claim that the, pers- the, the rider is the body of Christ. The rider is the body of Christ, okay. yes. So, and that is what happens at the end of the letters. So he warns the churches. Mm. He's telling them, put away all these stinking doctrines mm. that you met man made up, all these stinking laws that you have in your fellowship that man made up, right? Mm-hmm. And just work on that. Listen to hearing God's word. Mm-hmm. And when we focus on God, when all the saints come together and start focusing on God, they will act as one body. They become one body of Christ. That is what the writer is. It is the body of Christ that comes together. It is the taking out the junk in in the churches that are deceiving us. Okay? So by purifying the church, the church then becomes the actual body because a body that is sick or diseased does not function well mm-hmm. a body that carries sin because it lusts after sin it will not perform well mm-hmm. God doesn't like sin so when we see these seals being opened these are seals being opened by the Lord our Savior and these seals are reminders of God's promises to us. That's what the importance of these seals are to me. Um, so back to the two choices. Right. Positive and negative. Yes. So if we... If, let's go to uh, James mm-hmm. in the trials. Okay? Okay. Uh, James 1. Yep. All right. We're going to look at, uh, I want to concentrate on two things here. All right. 
One is profiting from trials. My brethren, count it all, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally. Without reproach, he will give it to you. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, no doubting. Okay, so this is the separation. This is the warning to the churches. If you doubt, then you're not ready. No, this is also, you know, I, I'm starting to put the, like, the limitations and the definitions on things, but like, you know, you're talking about how God will give, give you, you know, basically whatever you ask for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's within God's will and timing. Correct. So if it is, if it is not in God's will to tell you, then you will not receive an answer. And if it is not the right, and if it's not within your timeline to receive that answer, you won't receive the answer. So it's it's entirely dependent on if God gives you the answer or not. Or like if, that, if yes, God, that, is, that is Him doing His will, and that is what serving the Lord is. Okay. It's about serving to His will. Are you doers? Just because not doers of good, right? But doers of good and faith. Because mm-hmm. what's 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 uh, anything that we do without faith? What's that word? Yeah. These these versus faith. Like that. It's you have to have both. And this is one of the greatest deeds. It's the Lord letting us go and conquer what was initially ours. Showing us that, hey, I I wrote these letters. Go do the good. Mm-hmm. You you see the consequence of the evil. You see the problems of the world. But don't focus on those because those lead you down the the consequences of the negative. Our God's a loving God. And the things that we receive from him are holy and true. Mm-hmm. So when he reached down and he gives this, this first writer a crown, he's given it to the body of Christ. Because that is what's going to spread the word. That's what's going to go feed the flocks. And if you, if you have the doubting mind, right? You're, it says it here in, uh, in James. For he... Who doubts is like a wave in the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that, that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That is, is the, the letters to these churches are about bringing the ones that truly believe. The ones that are strongest in faith. So that we can go out and conquer in purity and pure love. It, it destroys all, all evil. It destroys fear. So when we become together with perfect love and are not invaded, right? Because some of our churches are invaded right now with people trying to upset them. Keep focused on the money. Think you focus you know, getting focused on the, the physical things of the church instead of the spirituality of the church. Okay. Let's so, let's let's recenter. Yep, good. So so you got your positive and negative, right? Consequences. Right. Um 
reread the verse again. Just to, we're going to keep reinforcing this that, to come back to where we are. Okay, and behold a white horse. Mm-hmm. So the white horse we said, or the white horse from me, my, the perspective that the Holy Spirit has shown me and given me guidance on, is that the white horse represents the fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Right? Why is that? Because it says prior to, in verse 1, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard of it as a noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And what do we see the first beast was? It was like a lion. It was Mm. not a lion. It was like a lion. So what does man conquer? Man conquers beasts. Children of God conquers beasts. The Son of Man conquered the beasts of the world. Okay. So when that is the crown that we give. So yeah. that we can continue doing the work of, of Christ, knowing that we have the authority and no one can take that crown authority. And the demons will know us by our crown. Yeah. So you're you're saying that the body of the body of Christ, the true body of Christ, has authority over the the fallen angels which are the horse because he's riding them correct and you're defining the crown of glory or the crown as the crown of glory yes so that's how you see that uh, or how you've been led to that and sorry I'm just trying to collect my thoughts from that's okay um, but so When we're can, can you read those verses? Just just the verses. Which which uh from Revelation? Yeah, from Revelation. Okay. I'll, I'll start from verse one. Okay. And when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, and it was a noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah. Sat on him. Had a bow. Yes. So who who is the horse has to represent somebody? The rider is sitting on him. Well, so so the, to me to the horse then. The horse then is the the fallen angels. Why? Because it goes back to the first beast, which was like a lion, and that was Lucifer, a fallen angel, someone that came from heaven that used to wear pure white garments. And betrayed okay. the Lord and got sent down to us. Mm-hmm. These seals are to remind us of all the glory of God, the patience of God, the love of God. And we have been charged when He left to go and make disciples of men win their hearts. And as, the, as it says many times in Scripture, a house divided cannot stand. Right? Yeah. Therefore, the body of the, the saints, when they come together as one body, they will help those that have questions about Christ, about the Word, because a lot of them have been deceived. So this is, this is talking about conquering deception, showing the light, the true light, helping those who have been been. Abused. Those who have been taken advantage of, 
those who have been suffering and showing them the authority of that mm-hmm. and spreading the love of Jesus in the news to those people because they may have just a little bit of faith but when they see the body they'll say I want to be a part of that and you know what they can be a part of that because we're still in the period of grace yeah I mean I, I'm hearing what you said um I think that's a it's good to think about I never thought of it that way and I know you you, you talk about the the choices right mm-hmm. you know, is there a way that maybe that this writer is the antichrist I have really haven't heard a very good explanation on why that the writer would be an antichrist when it is the Lord himself opening up his seals and maybe I should mention this is that we are here to model God model Christ and if Christ has a seal a scroll we all have a scroll and he's showing us it is time to open your scroll fulfill your destiny become part of the body um, I can give you a, a quick breakdown of the rest of them so you guys you, you would like to know what's coming up sure go ahead okay so um, when you open the second seal I heard the second beast say if you look at the second beast the second beast is a calf like a calf I believe mm-hmm. the second beast is like a calf okay so what does this, this calf have to do with this, this next uh, horse and when you open the second seal it says and there went out another horse that was red and the power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and they shall kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. A great sword. I believe Gideon had a sword. Okay. Okay. And that sword was to slay. the ones that have fallen away from God. Okay? So we see in these seals, God's even even up the ante. Okay? We see him, he's, he's taking out, uh, taking, uh, taking out the, um, what do you call it, the, the fallen people, the fallen humans, the ones that have had their hearts hardened. It's just, it's just, uh, Okay, so the just to go back with the second seal, and there was another horse given the red. There, so I'll take peace from the earth. They should kill one another with a sword. I did not come bring peace, but a sword. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. And, and that's found in um, Ephesians, I believe, and in Matthew. I come to bring not peace, but a sword, a sword of truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this this second seal to me is a continuation of the truth setting people free. Because there are those who do not want the truth to be known and there are those that do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, as the body of Christ, we ride our horse. We now have a battle of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Just as Christ has died and he bled, right? 
Uh-huh. And purified all of us with his blood. It, and the blood also protects. And we're sitting on the protection. So knowing we have authority over the horse, this horse now is covered in red, the, the blood of Christ. So whatever is on this horse cannot affect us. Because mm-hmm. I see that red horse as the, the horse has been just been immersed mm-hmm. in the blood of Jesus. So that whoever sits on him is protected from whatever is on that horse. I think this is interesting that you, you interpret it that way. Because a lot of the time I think we can interpret it something like you know the white as I don't like purity yeah, white is purity and red is rage right mm-hmm. so you're, you're saying that red is not rage but red is protection which is different mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's it's it's an interesting point that I, I wouldn't have thought of it that way because I would have thought of rage, red rage or red hot you know anger you know like in the movies when the, the horse has fire in his eyes and he's like running down. That's how I think of when it talks about like a red horse. And it keeps getting better. I just love it. It keeps getting better. And when he opened the third seal, I heard a third beast say, what's the third beast? Like a man. Come and, uh, third beast say, come and see. And I beheld and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances. This, this, scene, this person that's sitting on him now, is a spirit of the Lord. Okay? So the body, we saw the body of Christ in the first one. We see the body of Christ with the spirit, one of the seven spirits of the Lord, spreading in wisdom. Then we see the third one, and, and a black horse, which is the third creature, like a man, like a man, but is not possessed people, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Some versions say scale. These balances are about delivering the armor of God to those who want it. So the balances can be tipped. Do you want you, you want Jesus? Here's your armor. Come inside. Many are called, but only a few are chosen, right? And then in the fourth one. Uh, I heard a voice in the midst of saying, four beasts measured for a wheat of a penny. This is talking about rich and poor people on top of the, the food shortage, right? Um, because we have a war. So now we're going to see some type of, some, some, something has to happen after that war, right? There's always a consequence to our action. Mm-hmm. And as we battle to get the truth out there, we see what we see in Ukraine today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, the, Ukrainian, the Ukrainians are, are crying out for the Lord for help. And I'll get to that in a minute. But I'm going to keep going. So, had a pair of balances in his hand. He's, he's given out protection. I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, I measure wheat for a penny, three times parted for a penny, thou shalt not hurt, not hurt the oil and the wine. Do not hurt my anointed ones, nor the ones that are serving in other areas. Right? Because you're, you're just like uh, most what we see here on earth, there's always people that are in the front, right? Doing things that are anointed. And there's 
always people in the back that are. And I, I laugh because I think of you know, being the wine crushing, the crushing of the wine. So the foundation of those who get to spread the word had the support of the people who had been crushed and been purified so that they can go ahead and go and deliver it. Uh, the, just to... Uh, um, before we do the second one, uh, this fourth one. No, the Spirit says, keep going. Okay, so when, you, when we open the fourth seal... The fourth beast says, come and see. The fourth beast is, beast is like an eagle. But this horse is, the, a pale horse, is a horse of death. And there was death and hell fall, fall with him. So here we see something that is negative, right? That God has the keys to. And he is given the authority over death and hell. And the power is given to him over the, to kill the earth, to part, uh, to, over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword and with hunger. And death, what's death? Sin. It's sin. It's, it's causing you know, people who are wishy-washy and um, falling into these traps. People who don't know the Lord have walked away from the Lord. They're going to fall into these traps of sin. And that is, that's death. And with the beast of the earth. That includes the Antichrist and the beast of Mark 666. That includes fallen man along with fallen angels. And again, we see the Lord hammering those who are against his children. He's setting a standard so that the devil can't touch the body of Christ. And this is all good news. And when you open the fifth seal, right, we, we see them crying out to the Lord, vengeance, vengeance. And it, it just, it, it's, it's just so deep. With, again, we see blood. Avenge our blood, then the dwell on the earth. And the white robes given unto every one of them. And he says they should rest for a while, for a little season. Because this, the season that we're in now is a season of grace. But it's coming to an end. This is a transition. And now, I want to get into a little bit more um, with this fifth one. We see the saints crying out. We see what Russia's doing to Ukraine. We know that China has something coming up in spirit. We know that uh, North Korea has something coming up. Right. And yet, we see people who just are walking away. And it's because of fear. That's why we're here. We're here to get as many souls as we can before the rapture. The rapture of the body of Christ. So it, um, we've already been through the first five seals. Seal six is coming up. And I'm going to just give you a, a heads up to what to look for. I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, 
there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth. We are in such a time with high solar energy. Solar maximums in 2025. And we're seeing the earth having a magnetic field shift. And that is a representative. As that magnetic field declines, it is showing the morals of, of people on this earth declining because they're not because of the lack of faith. We also see the sun became a, a great earthquake. How's that earthquake caused? It's going to be caused by a solar wind, by solar flares, because that amount of pressure, those um, particles, high energy particles will ignite that magma and make it more viscous. And when magma becomes more viscous, things start changing. You can start to see the earthquakes. And the sun became black as sackcloth. Well, guess what earthquakes related to? Volcanoes. Magma coming up through the, the, you know, the uh, different levels of rock. Why does the sun... Do you know, I'm going to ask you this question. What is your take on how does the sun become black as sackcloth of hair? I honestly, I'm not sure at this moment. I'm, uh, everything else that we've talked about, I'm sort of digesting at the moment. So after the earthquake, we're going to have some volcanoes erupting. That's going to create a lot of ash. Mm-hmm. So the sun is becoming black because of the ash. The, the, other part which is important as hair the sun became black boom how did it become black it became black because of volcanoes boom how the sackcloth of hair he's talking about the sun whipping off the pieces of corona you will see this if you ever uh, watch uh, world news report today or if you just YouTube space weather You'll see how these the, the sun looks black, Corona holes look black, and that is the hair. It's the plasma coming off of the Corona, and the moon became as blood. The blood the blood moon that we see is due to the sulfur dioxide that's going to be in the air, all the pollution that's in the air, the way this light reflected. When he says in thirteen, and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, he's not just he's he's not talking. What did you say? What he's talking about here are the satellites. Our satellites up there. They're coming down. Why? Because the satellites are the eyes and ears of Satan. People, these people in power, they, they know where we're at, where we're at. They have so much information on us. But when we knock that satellite down, when God knocks that satellite out, it, the, the playing field gets even 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 more even so that it's, the word of God can be heard as well as Satan yelling in your ear and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth even as a fig tree casts her a timely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind the mighty wind the satellites right and they are shaken they're coming down 
the crazy the, the other uh, crazy good thing in here is in the heaven departed as a scroll when it's rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places this is talking about climate change climate change and we see that the Antarctic right now is up 30 degrees Celsius it's crazy and kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men these people on the earth I feel bad I wish they wouldn't have, wish they wouldn't have done what they what they done and I pray for them so that they come around and realize what, it, what a blessing it is to be in the Lord. And uh, as the mountains fall, it is because there is, when you get the global shifting, the water redistribution, right, from the climate change, that's when we're gonna, we see these mountains and islands moving out of their place. There's gonna be a huge hurricane. And every free man hidden themselves and asked for, for the rocks to fall upon him. And how do we know that this is not the wrath of the Lord? Because the men of the earth are saying it's the wrath. And that's where I, want, I just want to stop for today. Um, about, you know, we cover all the seals. I but, think that was a good bit for our listeners to digest. And I think that's a good bit just for me to digest. And honestly, I think that personally, I don't have a standpoint at this moment on what I think about everything. And it was just, it was good to hear. And I encourage listeners to go back, oh. review, yes. um, listen for yourself, uh, share your thoughts. We're here to listen. We're all here to grow together. Oh, amen. All right. Um, any last words there, Papa D? Uh, I just want to end where I normally pray. Uh, Again, prepare our hearts for what is to come. Clear our minds so that we can think right, walk right, and do right by your will. For our eyes, let them be fixed upon what you want us to see and let our ears heed to your word. And we thank you in every moment for you are truly awesome and love. Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless every one of you. Welcome back to Divinely Growing. Here we stand on five basic principles. God, love, family, the church, and the freedom to worship. Uh, we're just giving an announcement for today and an apology for not posting during this week, but we will be sending out one podcast tomorrow on Saturday, April 9th. Thank you for listening. We'll see you then.